Exploring the power of the right mindset in creating a healthy and fulfilling life. You're listening to the Unstoppable Mindset Podcast with Imogen Harris. Welcome back to the final episode of season two of the Unstoppable Mindset podcast. I have my brother here with me again. Hello, hello. Hello. Um, we are wrapping this up with a little bit of um, nutrition discussion, obviously. Obviously, there's going to be a little bit of prep talk in there as well, but um, I'm getting some more questions fired at me as per usual. So we'll have a bit of discussion and see where it leads. Yeah, we've got a, a bit to get through in the last episode, so I could go a little bit longer because we've got a lot of stuff that we sort of started elaborating on throughout the season that sort of expanded quite big. So we've got a lot to get through in this episode. Let's start with, we've obviously talked a lot about meal prepping, being that you, you guys are all in prep. What are some of the five key tips for meal prepping? Five key tips. You've got five key tips for oh us. God. All right. So first of all, establish if you're, I guess, wanting to track or not wanting to track, that will dictate how you meal prep. <clears throat> and also with those meal preppings as well, you know, um, are they reflecting your goals? So have a sit down, whether that's with your notepad or with, you know, your notes on your phone and kind of establish what you're wanting to achieve first, which we've spoken about in different episodes, but, you know, ensuring that your goals are set in place to make this process of, you know, constructing your meal plan or meal prepping easier for you as well. So, you know, for example, if you're going into a deficit, you want to be going for more, you know, low caloric options and a bit more um, fiber to help you keep satiated and ensuring that we're getting enough protein in there as well will help the satiation process. Um, But obviously if you're in a build and, you know, you're not too food focused and you just want to get the food in, being strategic about what carbohydrate sources you're using um, to make that process a little bit easier for you to try and get all that food in. So establishing those goals to reflect your meal plan or your meal prepping will be crucial as well. Um, In saying that as well with meal prep, you know, some people want to be quite extravagant. You know, most of us every day and age need to keep things simple. Like I know when I did your meal plan with Geordie as well, it was like simplicity is going to allow obviously less time in the kitchen, especially if you're quite busy and you do work nine to five and you just need to get in and get out. But also as well, it's less room for error when it comes to nutritional tracking and nutritional literacy. If you can keep it to like four or five ingredients, you know, ensuring that you're getting protein in, make sure you're getting your fats in, your carbs, but also getting in, you know, plants, fiber and some fun stuff if you need to as well. So it's variety will be key Um, in terms of your meal prepping as such, cook in bulk. Cook in bulk will be your best friend. Don't go individually weighing every single ingredient in every single um, you know container. At the end of the day, if you're eating that food, you're going to eat it at some point during the week. So, you know, being five grams more in one container and five grams less than the other, it's not going to be the end of the world. So, you know, if you cook, for example, a big pasta, you know, cook all your, like weigh all your raw pasta out and your meat and your veg and your cheese and all that type of stuff. But say if you made it into a pasta bake, just weigh what it is in total and then divide that by how many days that you need it. So if it weighs a kilo and you're dividing it by four, then, you know, go 250 per meal. Good maths. Mm. Look at me go. Mm, Um, So I think I've probably done more than five with that, but probably in a bit more depth, you know, be strategic, but don't overcomplicate it because it's going to make time so much harder for you as well. Well, you touched on there when you did our meal plans. How do you go about create how do you go about creating a meal plan not just for your clients but 
for yourself as well. Yeah, definitely. So again, it comes back to what the client or myself are wanting to achieve out of, you know, what my calories are at the time. Um, in saying that as well, you know, especially with my clients, I have a really in-depth discussion when they first sign up with me. What do they like? What do they not like? What do they eat in their, you know, everyday life? Because if I can try and replicate that as best as I can for them to suit their, you know, macronutrient targets and their calorie targets, it's going to make it easier for them to transition into tracking their food. So keeping it obviously simple again is key, but what I look for personally in my meal plan when I create it, because I do all my own meal plans, so I don't need Rob to do that. That like, you know, I'm accredited for a reason, so I can do that myself. But things like making sure I've got, you know, my servings of fruit or vegetables in there, that's number one for me um, because I know that my energy, if I don't get that fiber in and that nutrients in, I struggle really bad. So I come from a past where I hardly ate fruit or vegetables. I was actually so toxic when it came to that. I only ate meat. So now I have to, I don't even have to, it just becomes habit of making sure I've got a wide variety of um, fruit and vegetables in my meals. Um, then obviously comes protein. So for most people, they do struggle hitting protein without realizing. So just ensuring that you know, whatever that might be, if that's chicken, beef, etc. Say if you're not tracking and a beef mince packet comes in 500 grams, divide it by four. You know, don't, you don't have to necessarily track it to make sure that you're getting your protein in. But if you can ensure that you're trying to get, you know, 100 to 125 grams of raw weight protein in or like a scoop of protein, that's going to make sure that I get that in as well. So for me, it's making sure I got protein in there. Obviously my micros are super important, but also, you know, having that variety. So in a comp prep, you can't really have too much variety. You have to be relatively, you know, consistent with your food choices. But, you know, I really work with my clients that I don't want them on a meal plan forever. It's to educate them to learn how to track that meal plan. And then from tracking that meal plan, we'll slowly work to, okay, let's take out this meal and you need to fill in the gap. So with those macros left over, make something that you really want to eat and make it work into your day. And we slowly do that until they feel confident enough to make a whole day of food on their own. The next one we talked about a little bit with Caitlin, a little bit Tristan as well, socialization and prep. Yes. It's obviously a huge thing for every single person that goes through it. How do you navigate it? Um, I feel like now, obviously I've done a prep a couple of times, but even when I'm not in a prep, your surroundings are so important. So, you know, I, a few weeks ago had Rob's birthday. Um, I chose not to drink. That was my choice. Prep is a choice as well. And that doesn't align with where I want to go in, you know, competing. So to be honest with you, I don't like drinking anyway. Um, I've left that in my teenage years. So for me, that's not an issue. And my my friends and my family know that. Um, And as long as I've got my people around me, I don't need to feel like I'm I'm not missing out on anything as well. So it's aligning, you know, you don't have to surround socialization with food, with, you know, alcohol. You can choose so many different activities with your partner or with your friends, like, you know, mini golfing or bowling or, you know, go for a really big mountain hike somewhere. Um, You know, you can do anything that doesn't necessarily revolve food. And if it does revolve food, you know, either plan ahead and eat prior or take your container with you. I know that might sound interesting to some people. Obviously, in a comp prep, if you have competed before, if you're in a prep, you'll know that's kind of just what you need to do. But, you know, if you're even just a gem pop client that sometimes doesn't want to go out for dirty burgers with the boys, like you can eat prior, eat after 
or, you know, try and navigate a menu prior and look at the menu and go, okay, what's going to be the best option for me and my goals right now? And if you're tracking that in, great, that's awesome. But if you're not tracking that in, at least you still know you're opting for overall health, not just, you know, a temporary satisfaction. We've touched on the competing side of things quite a bit in this season. And obviously this episode will air, it'll it'll drop after you guys are back from the US and we're going to do a bit of a follow-up on that in, yeah. in a week or two's time. We'll talk about that shortly. But when it comes to competing, we touched on this a bit with Caitlin too, the costs. Cause it's, she it's, outbrace you one. I was going to say, it's not, people think it's just something you do for a bit of fun, but I was going to say, yeah. it's, it's pretty pricey. It depends obviously on the federation that you're competing with. That will make a huge factor on how much you spend. I know with the ICN and the IFBB federations, like things like your bikini and um, registration aren't as expensive as WBFF, but WBFF being a like, corporation, it's more, it's like the fashion side of it as well. It's literally in its name of the WBFF. So um, you need to obviously bring that component to your bikini, to your dress. And they're looking at you from the moment that you step in for, well, if it's Worlds, like media day, but if it's registration in the um, in Australia, then they're looking at you from day one. So, you know, how you walk, how you talk, how you dress yourself, how you, you know, present basically yourself not just your physique but obviously everything it's a whole package they're looking for so you know you need to make sure your makeup's done well if you can't do your hair do your hair like get someone to do it um things like your skin um nails which people like oh but i'm like it does make a difference because if you look textured on stage or if your tan's not right they're got it's going to deduct in your overall you know um, package. So that obviously posing, you know, people, most people should be getting a posing coach that costs money. Um, your normal coach that costs money. Like people might think I still pay for Rob. I still pay for his coaching services. So that adds up as well. Um, between Caitlin and I, cause we do our shops together. I reckon we'd spend at least $300 each a week on groceries. So I'm talking about $600 together on food just because it's more whole foods, vegetables, protein, yeah. that stuff like adds up quite quickly. Um, Especially think, in this day and age. When, oh, honestly, you know, it's so expensive. $6.90 for a punnet of strawberries. I, I know, it's ridiculous. The other day. But so obviously all that, then there comes the registration, um, you know, photo shoots. So you want to capture your hard work as well. So I think last time I did three or four photo shoots, them alone cost about $1,000 each. So um, that adds up in that. Obviously the photos from um, shoot day as well, the registration costs, I believe with photos close to $1,000. Um, and then like, for example, my evening gown for the November show is $2,000. So yes, you might, you can do it on the cheaper side. Don't get me wrong. But if it's going to separate you between someone else, so you can get your pro card. So they're looking for the overall package, then, you know, that's what you do when you go into it. And that's something that I guess a lot of people that might be listening to these episodes and going, oh, it's definitely something I'd love to consider doing. Or, you know, consider they, the they've finances. Heard, they've heard the coaching part and they've heard all the things we've talked about. It all comes down to a cost. Like even Absolutely. even though it's an industry you work in. Yeah. You don't get things a, for free. No, that's what I mean. There's still. People think, oh, like you do it and you get paid. No, you pay to compete. Yeah. Um, the first time around when I competed, I didn't spend as much money as what I'm spending this time. But also my first show, I didn't have the belief that I was going pro this time around. I'm like, I want to make sure I know now what I need to do and I need to make sure every single box is ticked 
to ensure that I earn my pro status this year. And it's a learning process too. Like back then you you didn't know what you know now as well. No. And um, WFF hold a free posing workshop. uh, I think it might be six or seven weeks prior to each show, but also they were doing a beauty masterclass and Asher and Taylor uh, held that. I think it might've been September last year. And honestly, that, that masterclass and that free posing workshop changed my perspective going forward into my prep. So they went into all the nitty gritty about like, obviously they look at you from the moment that you walk in, everything that I touch base on, I didn't realize to the extent of how much it did matter until I went to those posing workshops. So if you're looking to compete with a WFF, go to those free posing workshops, go to those masterclasses because they're literally telling you right then and there, like, Pauline's telling you what she wants and she's obviously the head judge of the WFF. She's standing there going, we want this. So it will help you make sure that you're doing everything you can to bring the look for your criteria for the category that you're in for the Federation. Well, as I said earlier, once this episode drops, you guys will be back from the US, you and Caitlin. Yeah, so yep. we're going to do a follow-up episode in the next week or two with you guys on how that went. Yep. Uh, hope it went well. Those, well, those <laughs> people that are seeing you today, they're listening to this in the gym and you're over there waving to them, are going to know how you've done. Yes. But we'll go in depth on the journey, how it went. And post-show as how well. How you guys went driving over there because I'm really interested to see about how that goes because I, I think no it's going to be idea. a I'm a faster. little bit nervous. But I think the obviously there's going to be so many different things that we cover in the next season as well. But something that I really want to talk about, which, you know, is great that about competing and the prep and everything like that, but it's post-show and right now obviously I if I'm doing Worlds and doing November as well like managing a back-to-back prep but also beyond that how am I getting out of that prep successfully and healthy and you know alive (laughs) 100% well and that's season three obviously will come later in the year it'll be post-November show so yeah it will be a lot of post-show stuff um, obviously, as this is going to air, it'll be, I think, probably mid to late September, that which means I've probably got a new baby at home as we speak oh, right Lance, now. Oh, you definitely do. Uh, if wow, it's, mid, if it's mid-September, I was going to say, if it's mid-September, I've definitely got a, a son sitting at home with me right oh, now listening nephew. to this. So, To be honest, I might be back down by that point as well when he's born. So We'll see. We'll, we'll see. see. <laughs> if I think we'll be back probably, season three will drop in probably late November, early December is the, is the goal. We're going to record late November, hopefully. Well, so. I'm coming home the week. Uh, the tu- So I compete on the Saturday. That Tuesday I'm flying home exactly. for a whole week. And that's what I mean. So it's going to be a really raw post-show. It'll be literally like three, three days after I compete. Which, which is good. That's what we want. We, as we've done this season, we've gotten very raw and very candid. And I think that's what, what the listeners really love. So, you know, there's going to be a lot more of that in season three. I think there'll be a lot of emotion out of it, obviously. Yeah. Yeah, and look, at these podcasts, these episodes, when I wanted to start this and when obviously Chris came to me going, it would be awesome if we could try and, you know, put your vision to life. It was to not be scripted, to not be like, okay, I need to make sure I hit this, this, this in the head. It's whatever happens and whatever's like comes out in conversation is just what is what it is. And I think all my clients and my friends and my family know what you see is what you get with me. <laughs> so like if someone obviously asks for my advice, they're going to get it, whether they actually, you know, wanted that brutally, honestly <laughs> or not. So what you've heard in obviously the first two seasons, it's, you know, it's me just being raw. So it's it's only going to get more raw from here. I Absolutely. Think. And if there is people listening out there going, hey, I'd love to do a podcast, jump on to Creative Podcasts on he, Facebook, Instagram. Not to plug because like obviously you know. you're my brother, but 
honestly, I would have, I didn't know where to start with this. And I was like, I like to talk and I want everything to say, <laughs> but I honestly was like, oh, I don't, I can't talk to myself and I don't want to get a microphone and sit there alone. I want someone to be able to talk to and who know better than my brother. So oh, that's true. And yeah, so we can do the full package and we can travel too. So if, you, exactly. yeah, if you're based up on the, the sunny Gold Coast, I would like nothing other than an excuse to get up there Absolutely. for a couple of weeks and get him have to Coast. do some work up there. Exactly. So uh, you can jump online, creative podcast, creative with a K, podcast with a K as well because I'm Chris with a K. Oh, yeah. Did you not notice that? What? Didn't you realise nah, that? No chance. Yeah, that's why it's creative with a K because I'm Chris with a K. Yeah, cool. I not didn't think of it like that. I don't have the brain cells sure at, at all. But anyway, no. you can find us there. And as we said, we'll be back in a couple of weeks with a bit of a follow-up episode yep. to Worlds. Unravel it as all. As a bit of a bonus episode. Yeah. All right. Thanks, guys, for listening to Season 2 of the Unstoppable Mindset Podcast, and we'll talk soon. You've been listening to the Unstoppable Mindset Podcast, a creative media production.